on a previous episode of Hooked on Sports. Patrick Mahomes is is that type of player that that's worth a half a billion dollars, and 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 it, everything just just speaks up for himself. Uh, his ability to win games that that he already an MVP. He, he uh, he's played at the AFC Championship game four years in a row, all of them at Arrowhead. That no nobody's ever done that before, and and Mahomes just simply wins games and. And whether you like him or not, whether you don't like him from his brother doing the TikToks, and that's going to happen a lot with Juju Smith-Schuster. So, uh, but Patrick Mahomes it is, is just uh, just takes his game and elevates uh, ele- elevates everyone else to another level. And the the marriage between Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and Patrick Mahomes is it is just a thing of beauty. And, and his and his ability to do so many different things and, and be be a playmaker, be an impact playmaker, that 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 is bar none and and, and second to none when it com- when it comes to the Chiefs. Now, hello everybody and welcome to episode number two hundred four of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting streaming services. My name is John Flynn, and thank you so very much for listening to the show today. And look, we've we've got a lot of things to get into on this Monday podcast of Hooked on Sports. I will be all over the the pathetic mess that is Zach Wilson. We'll get into the greatness and the genius of my guy Patrick Mahomes, and I'll get into a little bit of the Philadelphia Eagles and why... The way they won their game yesterday over the Indianapolis Colts is significant. We'll get into everything that I'm seeing in the college football playoff conversation. We'll get into Ohio State, Michigan. We'll get into USC's late late surge. We'll get into um, sleeper picks for um, for the college football playoff. We'll get into a couple of things in the NBA. I'll get into Anthony Davis, we'll get into Ben Simmons returning to Philadelphia, we'll get into the Team uh, Team USA, and by, by, by the time Team USA finishes their matchup against Wales today, we'll, we'll um, um, the, the, this, this podcast will be up, but, but at the time of recording, the U.S. has not started their game. Uh, against Wales in the World Cup. We'll get into that. We'll get into a couple of teams I think we need to be on the lookout for when it comes to uh, who can hoist the World Cup at the end. So, we've got lots to do today, obviously, for, uh, for the reasons we've documented. But the single biggest disgrace in the National Football League yesterday was Zach Wilson. And the Jets' offense was anemic. It was putrid. It was offensive to the senses. Zach Wilson had the worst performance, in, 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 my, in my mind, uh, of the season by far. And, and his media comments to back up the, the idea that Zach Wilson has no idea what the hell he's doing. At, at the quarterback position. First of all, he was terrible. He, you know, there were better options for the Jets at number two. You had Justin Fields available. You had Mac Jones available. 
well, at number two, but the Jets took Zach Wilson. Uh, they 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 rode the late the late surge wave of of Zach Wilson and his and his throw day his, uh, and and everything leading up to the draft process. That was who the Jets were going to were going to take all along. But the offense was atrocious. They they uh, Zach Wilson was nine of twenty two for seventy seven yards, and he was sacked four times, uh, averaged eight yards per sack. So the, so the Jets as a team had forty four yards passing, and then to back it up, they had fifty nine yards rushing on twenty three carries, averaging two point six yards per carry. And if you are a Jets fan. You you have to feel sick to your stomach with, with with how atrocious uh, that that team was yesterday. I mean the the the, the Jets defense played their asses off yesterday. So they they held a, a Mac Jones led team coming off a of bye week to to, to just to, to three points offensively, and then then they lose the game on special teams on an eighty four yard punt return from Marcus Jones. With with seconds left on the clock, uh, to uh, to uh, to lose the game, and 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 and, and this this is something about about the Jets and why I had the Jets in last place. Now I cr- credit the Jets for for the, for the way they started. Credit the Jets for 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 starting four and zero on the road. Credit them for beating Buffalo and 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 credit on a lot of different levels on that. But but that that's the type of performance. That disqualifies the team for the playoffs. And uh, going into yesterday, the the, the, the Jets were, were set on being the six seed in the AFC. Uh, uh, in the AFC, but you know what? The, the, the Jets decided to to stick a fork in it where the sun don't shine and throw in and throw a promising season out the window. Because because now the 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 Jets uh, they they've already lost a tiebreaker to New England. They're two and two in the division. They have to go. Their last two games are on the road against Super Bowl contenders in Buffalo and Miami, and and they're and they're going to miss out on the playoffs. You you, th- you think of the Chargers. We'll get into that game in just a second. You think of a, a team uh, teams like. Uh, let's let's say Cincinnati. Let's say a team like the Chargers. Well, both those teams are going to get in over the Jets because I mean, Cincinnati uh, put up thirty-seven in a game where Jamar Chase didn't play. The the, the Chargers, I thought they 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 played everything they threw everything they had against the Chiefs, but but could, but couldn't get the job done. I I put the Chargers in over the Jets, but but that and but and but then let's throw it to to, to the post-game press conference where. Where Zach Wilson wasn't taking any accountability for his actions uh, and his poor play. I mean, he was saying poor conditions. He was saying, "Oh, I'm not the reason the uh, the, the 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 Jets lost yesterday." I mean, I mean, I mean, you you you're, you're the quarterback. You're the number two overall pick. You have the the what an atrocious subpar performance in, in a game where where you needed to win. To, to stay alive in contention for the playoffs, and you were on it, and and you and you said, you know what, we're gonna throw it in the trash. The the, the the New York Jets do not have their franchise quarterback. Zach Wilson is going to be a bust. Zach Wilson is not tough enough for New York, and that's a problem. Well, that's a problem for Joe Douglas. That's a problem for Robert Sala. That's a problem for Woody Johnson. It's a problem for everybody. 
and 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 you and the 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 comments from 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 unnamed Jets players in, uh, after the game saying Zach Wilson is unable to take accountability for his actions. Well, but well, they're right, and it, it, it is sucking the life out of the entire Jets locker room. And the only reason why the locker room is divided today is Zach Wilson. So what? What? So so the Jets the Jets are cooked. I need to talk uh, a lot in, in a good way about my guy Patrick Mahomes because what we saw last night was vintage Patrick Mahomes at his finest. Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL, the 2022 NFL MVP. But putting his team on his ba- on its back when it mattered the most, and and uh, in a scintillating comeback against the Chargers, where they get the ball a one forty six left down through a down by four, they need a touchdown to win, and Patrick Mahomes uh, delivers and to, uh, and he th- and finishes off with a touchdown to my guy Travis Kelsey. Is it when, when, uh, when it mattered the most? His third touchdown pass to Kelsey on the on the afternoon, and he he was do, uh, he was dominating uh, when, when it mattered the most. And how about Mahomes' numbers? The 20, 20, 20 of thirty four, three hundred twenty nine yards, three touchdowns, and in the fourth quarter alone, six of seven, ninety eight yards, two touchdowns. That's what 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 makes Patrick Mahomes so great. That's the genius. Of Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Patrick Mahomes, and why the Chiefs are, are are in the driver's seat in my mind to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. They've got the coach, they've got the quarterback, they they've got the defense making plays when it mattered the most. The uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones applied the pressure on the last two plays of the game, which 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 uh, resulted in an interception, and they've got an offensive line uh, that pass blocks as well as any. In the National Football League, so the the Chiefs have all the ingredients to uh, to to go on a run and win a championship this year, and it starts with my guy Patrick Mahomes. And and you you, you know it's funny there 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 are all the naysayers uh, about about the Chiefs. Well, I, I'll let, let me tell you what the Chiefs need to do to uh, to get to this point. So Patrick, so the so the cap hit against Mahomes uh, this year was thirty five million, which is a, about twenty twenty five million dollar uh, cap increase from last year because this is the first year of the ten year contract extension, and so Brett Feach need, need, needed to draft a wide receiver. They need to draft corner. They they, they need to draft at the linebacker position. All areas of weakness for Kansas City. And, and yet, it's and yet it, it's Patrick Mahomes m- making a work shift effort out, out of out of um, out of uh, a wide receiver core that that's out of sorts. Kadarius Tony's hamstring uh, showed up again, and and Giants fans warned uh, the, the Chiefs about that. Um, it's, uh, you, you, but you still have Travis Kelsey, who is a first Bell Hall of Fame tight end. Patrick Mahomes is on his way to being the first Bell Hall of Fame quarterback. What we're seeing from Patrick Mahomes uh, at, at this point, at, at the, the level he's playing, I mean, 25 straight wins in November and December, that is unheard of. That was unheard of. And to, to factor in 
that 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 he that he's the, uh, the leads the league in touchdown passes by a wide margin. He's so uh, pl playing at, uh, at a level that that you don't uh, that is beyond what you have of Josh Allen of, of Joe Burrow of two, uh, mind you, with with the season he's had, but. So, but leads the league with 28 touchdowns, 3,265 passing yards, and and, and a 78.5 QBR, which ranks second in the NFL, and and and, and making the, the making the big throws when it matters the most, and and with, with the roster not as good as it was it was last year, particularly when when you think of Tyree Kill not being in the in the equation this year. Patrick Mahomes is him, and it's Patrick Mahomes' world, and we're just living in it. So I so I I think that the the Chiefs are in in a, in a position to uh, to to be in the Super Bowl because they have four of the main components of every team that hoists the Lombardi Trophy: great coach, great quarterback, solid offensive line, great defensive play when it matters the most. And that, that and that that is something that uh, to behold if you are a football fan and most especially if you are a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now the final thing I wanted to uh, to discuss with, with 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 you is the Philadelphia Eagles t uh, taking down the Indianapolis Colts on the road. Now, mind you, the, the final score was 17-16 in favor of Philadelphia over a team coached by Jeff Saturday, who never had any coaching experience going into uh, go, going into this month. So, but, but the way Philly was able to win a game, down double digits, on the road, uh, against the Colts, uh, in, in a, uh, against the Colts, the, the way they were able to win that game, I, I think it's significant because on the heels of of of, of losing at home to the Commanders. Now it's a division. It was a division game, and, and the refs were one-sided favor in Washington. But Philadelphia uh, is nine and one, and they're nine and one for for a reason. You, you you look at the offensive line. You look at Jalen Hurts, who has been in the conver in the conversation. You you look at. At the defense, and, and you, you you throw in Linval Joseph and Adamic and Sue into a into a deep core uh, of 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 the defensive line, and and you 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 know they're they're gonna throw uh throw out um, dudes on defense any time every time regardless of what injuries that that might that might um that that might impede any success when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, but. The Eagles are nine and one, and, and right and right now, if if I was to speak today, I would put uh, Philadelphia in, in the shortlist of teams that can go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, and 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 Philly is right right now in my mind number two or number three, uh, in, in my rankings for for the Super Bowl. You look at Kansas City, you look at Buffalo, and then I think Philadelphia is, uh, could sit comfortably at number three. And so, and I think this 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 tells you everything about how I feel about uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I picked Philadelphia to win the division. I picked Philadelphia to start the season. I, I start the season eight, eight and two, nine and one was was good because because of Philadelphia finding a way to win. So, but the but the type of style Philly needed to win, I think. Uh, I I and the the fact that they were able to win. With, with, uh, in, a, in, a, in a comeback fashion like that, I think is a significant deal, and I think it needs to be watched 
when it comes to down the stretch in the 2022 NFL season. Alrighty, so let's continue on here. We, we are going to get into what, what I think uh, is going to happen with college football over the next two weeks leading up to Selection Sunday for the college football playoff. And we're, we're going to know a lot about the equation following the end of the Ohio State-Michigan game on Saturday because that is the game. And... A big, a big, big noon kickoff is going to be there. College game day is going to be there. The entire focus uh, of the playoff is going to be what happens in Columbus on Saturday. And right, right now, it's it's Mich- Michigan and Ohio State. Both teams go into the game unbeaten for the first time in 16 years. First time since 2006 that that, that has happened. And right, right, and as it stands right now, Ohio State goes into this game as seven and a half point favorites, and I, I just think Ohio State's the better team. Now, Michigan did not have their star running back, Blake Corum, for their game against Illinois on 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 Saturday, and it was a game they won barely. Over Illinois, and that's a credit to Brett Belima, who is a heck of a coach. He just needs better players and more resources to get the job done with the Illini. So, but I think Ohio State is better. I think they have the uh, the, I think they have the big advantage at the quarterback position in this game. I think they have uh, I I think they have more dudes on on defense than they did last year, and I think. Uh, I think the change in defense, defensive coordinators, has played a rather big deal when it comes to this matchup, and also the fact the game that that the game is in Columbus uh, will speak volumes about this. And I think this is a game where Ohio State's going to win. But I think this is going to be a 31-27, 31-28. Type of ball game here, so I th- I think it's going to be a, a heck of a game. But uh, but I but considering who Michigan has faced, that they, this is only the second uh, game Michigan has played this year when they when they enter against a ranked opponent uh, when they face a, a team who is ranked in the poll. So the strength of schedule is not going to bode well for Michigan if if they're left out of the conversation, and the fact that, and if TCU win, uh, wins out, if USC wins out, if Clemson wins out, that that's not going to bode well for Michigan going into the the playoff conversation. Yeah, you you figure Georgia's gonna be in. Georgia will take care of business against Georgia Tech on Saturday. Then I then they should be able to beat LSU in the championship game on uh, uh on December third in Atlanta. So I think Georgia should be able uh, to 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 waltz into the playoff as the top seed. So, so you, you you figure the you also figure the Ohio State Michigan winner is going to to, to destroy the <coughs> Big Ten West winner. In the Big Ten championship game on December the third, so I think that's going that's going to be the one of the, one of the spots. I think USC if if they're able to beat Notre Dame and if and they win the Pac-12 title game against most likely Oregon, 
then then that that's a spot right there. If TCU oh, oh wins wins their their games against Iowa State, then in the in the Big Twelve championship game against an opponent to be determined on on Saturday the third, that that should be a spot right there. So, but. Uh, but it, it but Ohio, but Iowa State even though they're four and seven that's not a gimme. TCU is only a ten point favorite in in that game, so I I think uh, it's going to be a fascinating uh, conversation from from that perspective. And uh, but I wonder aloud about LSU if they they they, they beat A&M this weekend, and they Texas A&M this weekend, and they beat Georgia next week in the championship game. And Clemson and USC both trip between now and the, and the championship, uh, between now and the end of the, of the, of the, uh, of, of the, um, end of the path here. Can, can LSU be the very first two-loss team to make the tournament? I, I don't consider it likely, but yeah, LSU has a potential path to be a two uh, two loss team, albeit a very narrow one. They need they need multiple things to go their way, uh, and and, and the, the slim uh, the uh, the the likelihood of that is slim. But but basically, it, it's right now Georgia, the winner of Ohio State, Michigan. TCU if they win out and USC if they win out that that's basically the uh, the the final for uh, basically the college football playoff for the the, the upcoming season so that that that's gonna be th- uh, something to look at I want to look at a couple of things uh, in the NBA and, and and so two things I want to talk about in particular today I want to talk about the play of Anthony Davis this past week and and I would figure he's going to be the the uh, the Western Conference Player of the Week for, for his performances o- over the weekend and, and and most and most especially against uh, I think the the best one in my mind was on Sunday when they when he just completely dominated against uh, against Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs and and and. And 37 points, 18 rebounds, and a 60% field goal percentage. So th- uh, that uh, the first player uh, and, and first player in 21 years to have uh, a stretch of three straight games with 30 plus points, eight, uh, 15 plus rebounds, and a 60% or, or better field goal percentage since Shaq in 2001 and and we 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 know this is the Anthony Davis that that led that helped uh get the Lakers to a championship in 2020 helped get LeBron his fourth ring and his fourth finals MVP but there's just the I don't know quotient when it comes to Anthony Davis and the I don't know quotient is his health and he hasn't been able to stay on the on the court the last 3 years and 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 that's a problem when when it comes to to the Lakers because we 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 know what he is he's he's a he's a top six or seven player in the NBA when healthy, but but the problem is I just can't put him on my top ten list right now because he stay, he can't stay healthy, so 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 that's a problem, but. But but he he deserves a lot of credit. I think Darvin Ham. I think uh, needs to uh, needs some credit for 
for for le- letting Anthony Davis cook o- o- over the over their 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 past three games well, f- f- when it comes to a, a, a Lakers perspective and 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 and, it, and it's been scintillating and it's been fun to fun fun to watch from from the perspective of of the Lakers so so yeah um t- taking t- uh, smashing the Spurs taking down the uh, uh, taking down the Pistons and then t- uh, taking down the Nets on uh, on uh, la- last Sunday so that that's a three game stretch where where you'll take any day of the week given that the Lakers started the season two and ten and, uh, and I I don't think that they're going to be up there with with, with the likes of of, uh, of his team of uh, of where they are in the Western Conference right now they're said so they're not even close to, to competing and I it's it's a it's a jigsaw puzzle at the top when you look at Utah Phoenix Portland Denver. And you 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 factor those elements into the mix, and and and, and you, you you there's but there's just the I don't know quotient about the Lakers and it's the health of their two superstars in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now the the, the I think the big sports event of the day, of the week leading into Thanksgiving, but before the Thanksgiving games or uh, football games, is Anthony Davis uh, is. Ben Simmons' return to Philadelphia uh, to, uh, tomorrow night. His first game in Philadelphia since being traded. First game since since he quit the team because because of, of to, for mental health. And 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 I, and I think this is going uh, going, uh, going to be a hostile crowd. I think uh, you, you look at um, when, um, you click look at how Ben Simmons bolted the team and and, and maybe for the maybe for for the good of the team because. Because they were able to net James Harden back in return, but Joel Embiid not playing, I think is going to be the big gameplay story of of the game. He he's out for the next couple of games because of a midfoot sprain, sprain, and, and, and I think that I think uh, not having him going up against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who by the way returned on Sunday, not having those guys uh, Embiid against against that offense. I think is is a gigantic deal here. So I I so I think the Nets are gonna uh, should win. I think this is a, a, an opportunity for for the Nets to, uh, to to get themselves righted after the the controversy surrounding Kyrie Irving with Kevin Durant and and Ben Simmons. Th- this is the type of of game to do that on national TV on the road against a division rival. And I think the Nets get the job done on uh, tomorrow night. So now the final topic I wanted to discuss for today's podcast is the 2022 FIFA World Cup. And t- t- Team USA, uh, it, it, they, they, they start play. Uh, they start play. And the, the expectation for Team USA, on the heels of what I saw this morning with England and Iran. I mean, I, Iran is, is just a double agent. Uh, on the court, they have lots of weaknesses that England was able to exploit with Harry Kane and without Harry Kane. Harry Kane got hurt on Monday, and that that's gonna that's a big blow to England's hopes of winning their first World Cup in in generations. But the expectation now for the U.S. is 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 is, is, is should should be higher 
thanks to that injury, the expectation to make the, uh, the, the knockout stage, the expectation to take care of business against the, the likes of Wales and then England, uh, their, their game is, their match is on Friday and then the U.S. and Iran finish up group stage play on Tuesday next week. So, so anything, but the, everything starts with, uh, with, with their, with their performance against Wales today. They've got to find a way to, to, to win that, you know, win that match. So, and meanwhile, as for the rest of the conversation surrounding the World Cup, I, I just think it's going to be between Germany, France, Spain, Brazil. I think those are the four teams you really need to watch to make a serious run to win a championship. And Germany, coming off uh, the the embarrassment of their, their 2018 first round exit from the FIFA World Cup, I think that that's going to add some juice and motivation. France is France. Uh, they were a young squad in 2018 when they won the World Cup. Now they're better. I think they know what it takes to go far in the playoff. Um, I, but yeah, I think these are the types of things, uh, the teams that, that, that you need to watch out for. Brazil has an easy path. So I, I, to at least the quarterfinals, and then we'll see... Uh, how how everything sh- shapes up from there. So it's gonna be a fu- it's gonna be a fun World Cup in in such an abbreviated time because of the uh be- because of where it is in a country called Qatar. That's gonna do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn. Thank you so very much for listening, and we'll be back here on the podcast on Wednesday for for Week Twelve of the NFL preview and predictions then. So have a wonderful day, everybody, and so long.